everybody. How are you doing? Hi, Uli. Ho, ho. Hi, Alex. <laughs> um, what are we talking about? We talked about last time was that we are often enjoy um, to be in a retreat situation in order for us to learn more about ourselves, more about the bigger picture that goes beyond I, me and mine. And also that desire of how do you spend the little free time you have, spare time, you know, the little time that you can spend traveling on holidays, you know, like how do you measure that in or how do you plan that so that you have a sense of holidays, but you also have the sense of growth in your life. So that's what we want to talk about, how we manage that, dear listener, you know, like how, how are we dealing with that? And I want to start by saying, you know, like I, I had a rule when I was single, all my, my spare time, all my travels were always dedicated to self-exploration, you know, self-development. And there was very, very little time after I started my yoga practice where I spent time just dawdling around a city. You know, maybe I did see a city like Venice or something on the way to a retreat. So if at all there was a like 80% was done in retreat time or, you know, self-growth time and then like 20% with, you know, the the bits in between and where you kind of make a little bit sightseeing. And uh, yeah, we we discovered that we kind of shifted a lot into holidays and that became working holidays for us a lot, you know, like um, helping people here and there while we are still traveling. And we shifted perspective lately. What's your, you know, what's your thing around that? My thing around that, I come from a completely different past, I think, like you. Uh, for me, 80% of my spare time or 90% of my spare time was really dedicated to holidays, to not to retreat and not to self-improvement or anything like that. I hardly thought about that. Mm. Um, and now I come, in the only in the last years, I come to a different point of view from, from myself that I realize we were on retreat three weeks ago, four weeks ago, on a weekend retreat and I realized how intense these uh, well, the two days, these two days of the weekend were much more intense and gave me much more insight and uh, were more helpful for my life than sometimes a beautiful, even a beautiful three week holiday. Mm. So I have a new un intake on that and I'm just in the moment in the phase, uh, give me as many retreats as possible. <laughs> so maybe also I have to, uh, I, I missed it for so many years that mm. now I have to uh, I have so much interest in it. But what was the key moment when, I mean, you, you talked about like, oh yeah, there was so much going on and a lot of people have a lot going on in their lives. So that's why they want to go on holidays, you know, to d ditch all that. What was the difference for you? For me, it's like holidays also after, after a very short time, I get also in a holiday, I get a routine mm. like, um, we go, we have a breakfast a certain time and then we go for a walk maybe in the beautiful nature then we go to the beach to swim then la 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 but on a retreat um i'm i'm forced at least in in the kind of retreats that we make i'm forced to to do really nothing and stay quiet for a very long period of time what i normally would never do i would always kind of 
uh, read something or even when I relax I would read something or diddle in the internet or do something like that and so I'm forced to sit for hours and hours without doing anything and um, having some getting some spiritual talks and that goes so deep that even for weeks after I see the results in my life mm. and I see the positive influence it has in my life mm. Whereas holidays, it's good, it's wonderful to, to relax and don't, and I don't have to be in the daily chores. But on the other hand, I also like to do my job. So um, sometimes I think, do I really need holidays? Mm. So uh, I'm, not so, I'm not so burned out that I just now need really holidays. Mm. But I need, uh, I'm more now into a personal, into a self-development, like you said you had for so many years. So we meet on different, on different points of our paths. Yeah, and I think it's about, you know, when I came from that perspective of spending most of my spare time in self-exploration, I think there's a point or there was a point for me when I felt like I can't do that self-digging anymore. You know, I got to live. This has to have an expression of some kind. And I enjoy just seeing the world with you and lying around and letting things unfold. And on the other hand side, when you were talking, I I kind of noticed why I also decided to do that. Because um, look at it that way. You could put something like a dish, um, like a plate that you use outside in the rain and wait for the water to wash it, you know, slowly and rinse it off. And maybe if you know the stains weren't too deep you would find that it works you know but obviously it's much faster to take the plate and use a device to clean the plate and i think retreats are like that i mean self-care retreats or time where you take time to go deep and use methods to really be clear with yourself. I mean, that's sometimes uncomfortable and we are always creatures of comfort. I mean, we're all like to just kind of chill and chillax and spend time on the couch in the sunshine with a glass of wine. All feel good movies seem like that, you know, one good moment after the other is connected to each other. There is no urge to go to the bathroom. There's no urge to whatever, you know, like all these things that happen to us as human beings and it's um it's almost like avoidance at that moment in time if you stand if you're constantly looking at the feel good until feeling good doesn't feel good any longer and i think um, we've been working between the two of us on a lot of levels you know with our relationship conversation with our couple bubble with our exploring intimacy on all sorts of levels and it's time for the two of us to that for that assistance you know to 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 dive deeper and that's why we also simultaneously arrived at this desire again to be led into something deeper that opens up um you know the ego driven i me mine uh feel good notion to um to like let's see what is there and it might not be as uncomfortable as it is <laughs> once you encounter it it can be actually quite beautiful and powerful and like you know coming from one blind eye to fully seeing or something like that you know or from blindness to one eye open <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah, yeah for me it was in the last retreat it was i had i had i had emotions and feelings and energies coming up in myself uh, that gave me goosebumps that in this form i never had before it was completely new 
mm. and uh, it, it happened in a very short amount of time mm. in this retreat. So, as I said, what I was used to for years and decades, traveling, traveling, traveling. I was very early uh, traveling in my in my 20s, I started, and it was always long, long journeys all around the world, uh, and I spent many years traveling, just without having an aim, just aimlessly, and it was wonderful, and I'm, it was a very good part of my life, but I think it comes to... It's all about balance and maybe I just have enough of this or I just had enough of this because mm. I had so much of it. Beautiful, but it's enough. I remember the first time I went to India, I was almost, it was the end of my 30s. And at the airport in Delhi, I met uh, people in the early morning when we arrived there and uh, came to talk and they all went to ashrams. They all went to some ashrams. <laughs> And I was like, oh, I was never in, in India. And I thought, what are these people doing? Don't they want to travel like me? I have an open time. I don't didn't even have a, a ticket back. And I was planning to go many months, just crisscross through the country and see what is going on. And it was a wonderful time. But now, after also four, four long travels to India, if I would now go to India, I think I would go to an ashram. <laughs> I would go and, and see what is going on there because I have a little bit of lack of that. Mm. And to to make make things complete, maybe that's the reason why I'm now more into into um, retreats like yeah. before. Yeah, and maybe <clears throat> and what we are always highlighting in this podcast is, of course, how do you get together as a couple on a consensus level? You know, like how can you arrive at that? <clears throat> you might be, you know, often the woman in the relationship is the one that might be more into self-exploration because we're driven to explore emotions and trying to understand it you know like men can be more practical at times you know like um like they say in ayurveda i told you about this uh, explanation about women and men you know like men can be like light switches you know they do something you switch them on and then they kind of rest uh they do something you, you it's like a light Let's do this again. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> okay, like they say in Ayurveda, you know, men can be um, more practical. For example, for you, resting means to do something very practical because it gives you clarity, gives you an outcome. For women, resting means sitting on the couch and maybe delving into their emotions and kind of seeing what comes out, having a deep conversation with a friend. And so um, in order for couples to arrive on this level of like, let's do this together, how would you, you know, what would you say to a man in order for them to make a commitment to look at themselves and not feeling like it's all woo-woo and it's all kind of mumbo jumbo or, you know, they're maybe even afraid to show themselves because mm. you're not used to that. What would you say to a man? I would say try, just go in and... Um kick overboard your prejudices that you have. Just be open. This world is so much more complex than you will ever know that uh, just be adventurous. Yeah, what would you say? What would I say to my fellow women who would sometimes struggle to get their men to come on board? You know, it's um, offer them an adventure instead of offer them an exploration where they have to talk mm. because Maybe it is an adventure and maybe the outside adventure that seems so tempting 
is something, but the inside adventure is much braver. You know, the, it, it takes a lot of courage to look at yourself and even to reveal yourself. And the less we reveal ourselves, the less we we kind of, you know, become alive. We become static. We start wearing masks and we need to remember the protocols that we've achieved for ourselves. And so, yeah, maybe it's something like that, you know, show us your raw rawness, man, you know, show us, you know, who you are. I know in my world of healing and teaching spirituality, there is circles of men coming together because they can't stand that any longer. They can't stand being a stereotype kind of version of human, you know, and so maybe remember and try to help them remember they are humans, you know, and um, nothing more, nothing less. <laughs> yeah, and go out of your comfort zone. It's an old sentence, but it's, it makes so much sense. Hmm. In your comfort zone, you, you become, after some time, you become completely dull. I mean, hmm. I'm a man of comfort. I love comfort. But if I get a little bit too much comfort or too long, this kind of comfort, I feel very uncomfortable hmm. with the comfort. And so I go out and I'm always rewarded when I do that. Hmm. Always rewarded because this world is so big and so great. Hmm. So just uh, explore it. Be brave. And come along to our retreat, maybe, if you right. feel like, you know, I mean, there is another man there leading this. <laughs> yeah. And thank you for listening once more and leave us your comments below and your questions. And welcome to the adventure. And welcome to the adventure. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.